Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, weaves and casuals? alike we are baka and company we're here to provide you with a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies we'll talk about both new and old good and bad and everything in between on this show we'll have myself the hacker who couldn't hack it drew tendo 64 both fearless and furious it's frank furter liko liko (laughs) and the cafe special is magically average today Hello. That's when you say Rico Rico. No, I'm Rico, not Rico. following along with you. Come on, have some no, fun. You're on your own island. You stick in the mud, you. If you haven't already guessed it, today we're talking about Licorice Recoil. Woo! Yeah. Um, this show was brought to us by the fantastic hands and badass pictures known as A1 Pictures. Uh, they brought us some of the most popular manga to life, and uh, you can recognize a lot of what they do with Sword Art Online fairy tale and the soon to be over forever kaguya sama i'm very like excited but also depressed about that <laughs> that was an immediate shot at frank too it, it, oh, it yeah, was it like was. Just, a, just a fucking it was stab unnecessary. in the heart <laughs> it was completely unnecessary but very very pointed i don't get to take shots often but when i do i make sure they hit God, it is like that yeah. air, like anime arrow trope of just like it hit me in the back of the heart you just ugh. <laughs> Anywho, continue, buddy. if you're not familiar with any of those shows they also did darling in the franks seven deadly sins and some show called attack on titan ew yeah all those are kind of <laughs> like yeah <laughs> especially seven deadly sins the first, yeah. the first season of seven deadly, deadly sins was okay yeah i mean the first season was good and then you know we're not going to talk about the rest <laughs> of it. it's Both just like story. the uh, second season Both. of neverland no, well, for other reasons. <laughs> I don't why think anything can beat out is... how terrible that is. I don't know. Animation quality is rough, <laughs> but that's thankfully that's not what we're talking about today. What yeah. are we talking about today? Well, with Licorice Recoil, it was directed by Adachi Shingo, who is also famous for working on shows like Sword Art Online Season 1 and 2 uh, as a chief animation director, as well as a key animator on some older series like Love Hina and Working. So he kind of has like an action anime background with ladies, I guess. I mean, he did um, the, he did the character design for Pompa the Cinephile, which I absolutely adored. All right, there we go. And while we dive into some of our main characters, um, I'm only picking the top two because I don't think we need to talk about anyone else. So we have Chisato Nishiki, and I'm butchering that name. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, she has deadly aim with non-lethal ammo is the little tidbit I put there. So she's voiced by 
Anzai Chika. You might recognize that voice as Kuromi on Wonder Egg Priority. Barbara in Promised Neverland. And Chisa in Grand Blue. So she's um, her and her counterpart uh, who plays Takina. They're both not super well known. Like they don't have a huge list of credits compared to other people we've seen do voice work. So um, to dive into Takina or Inoue Takina, uh, she's a former DA ace who is now Liko Rico's newest employee. She's voiced by Wakayama Shion, who also voices Azura in Dr. Stone, Yume in Gridman Universe, and Destiny in Talked Op Destiny. Wow, you forgot freaking Tyler's two favorite shows, Police in a Pod and Akubi's Sailor Uniform. I was going to put those, but I wasn't sure if everyone has seen them. No, I haven't. I, just Tyler has, but... <laughs> First of all, everyone should watch Akabi Sailor Uniform, but why 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 did you call out police in a pod? I don't know. I, just knew, I just knew that you watched show. it. You watched it. I don't so even I think I like, finished it. I thought I don't you even think did. I finished it. I'm pretty sure you did. No. No, did I did not? not. I was on I was on Anime Pass or Fail uh, like halfway through that season of anime and I had to catch up on Police in a Pod, but I don't think I finished it. Oh, I, I got close to it. Anywho. I might have gotten close, but Drew, I'm side railing us. Continue, buddy. No, you're you guys are fine. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. Unplug your mic. Jesus. <laughs> I, don't, I guess I could. Continue but... along. Well, before we go heavy into exactly what the plot is and what this show is, just general overall feelings about the show, Frank. Was it like something that you enjoyed, you had fun with? Oh, I if you didn't have fun with this, then you hate like all stupid but fun action <laughs> movies. Like if you like John Wick, you'll like this show. If you like Fast and Furious, you'll like this show. If you like fucking The Expendables, you'll like this show. Like, this show wasn't, like, groundbreakingly, oh my god, the plot is amazing. This is a 10 out of 10 watch. Like, this is just turn your brains off and just have fun. Have fun. Who cares that we're going to, like, you know, defy the laws of physics and fucking metal? Um, just <laughs> have fun with the damn show. And the only reason I say that, we'll get into that during the spoilers, but remind me about the whole laws of metal, and we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. into that later. But yeah, it was a great show. I had a lot of fun with it. It was just turn your brain off, and here we go. Let's have a good time. Same question, Magically Average. Was this a show you had fun with? I equate this show to watching John Wick. Are the John Wick films the next generation of top-tier sh- movies? No. But are they incredible and fun to watch and it's just you basically what frank said turn your brain off and just slap clap to all the people that get absolutely destroyed by keanu reeves <laughs> yeah of course you do because that's the entertaining part that's the only reason you watch a movie with keanu reeves in it is because he's a badass and he does cool st- shit and he trains for it and you just want to like just fucking turn your brain off chug a two liter of mountain dew and have a grand old time that's what this anime was I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything like incredibly special. Uh, the story was somewhat interesting, I would say, but the main focus were was the characters and all of the, I guess, twists and turns that happen within the plot that captured people the most. So I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm actually excited to see um, the manga that's eventually coming out. I think because they're writing a ni- light novel. Manga? It, it is both. I, I'm on their Wikipedia. I thought it was. I only heard of the light novel, but yeah, it says listed yeah, here I think manga, it's... which it says original run started September 5th. So I'll look in more into that while y'all talk. 
So yeah, that's I, cool. I, I did, I, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm very much in the same boat, and I know it's boring when we all agree that show was fun, but I don't think it broke the mold. I don't think it changed anything too much. It was it was a fun ride, and it was one of the few shows over the last little while that I've I like characters a little bit more endearing and a little bit more like fleshed out to at least have a purpose rather than I am super soldier. I kill stuff and things like that. So I really enjoyed like the, the connection that Chisato and Takina make. I, I enjoyed like an episode that they had together. That was really fun, but to dive a little bit more deep into the plot. So the basics is the Japanese government has a secret undercover squad of highly trained teenage girls to act as an anti-terror unit and suppress terrorist incidents around Japan before they can make an actual impact on the country, potentially cause a World War III. Um, in this kind of group uh, called the Likoris, uh, we meet Takina during a weapons exchange gone wrong, where instead of following through with her mission, she decides to um, help her colleague out and disobeys orders to save her. So Takina is then demoted, uh, and sent to Cafe Lico Rico to kind of learn how to be better and train under the best Licorice, uh, who we find out is Chisato, a super bubbly, energetic character who prefers to help the public and just be a general ray of sunshine in her community rather than knocking people out with guns. So I'll kind of start there. When, um, when they meet and Takina's like kind of her goal is to get back up into DA and be like the killer squad again. She kind of when comes out of her sales, realizing she's going to have to do like messenger boy type stuff, go around, help people cross the street. And she's all deflated. And I thought that was a really cool like plot device to kind of get us to learn that like this character is highly trained, but she's got to be a person too. So I thought that was kind of cool. Do you guys feel the same or how was your, like those first I'm going to say first three episodes. What was your, like, general feelings on those? Um, to me, I mean, without getting into too many spoilers, we'll get into spoilers later. Um, the first three episodes, I would have to go back and actually see what exactly all happened within those three, because I don't know if the whole... I got it. I got it. I can get hacker it part, No, Well, I have it up in front of me as well, but it's, oh, okay. like, I don't remember if the whole hacker part happened within those I, three or not, but, I like... the hacker is the second one. Okay. Like, to me, just with all the character introductions and the world building, like, they did a good job. They threw, like, a few characters at you uh, in the first episode. They threw more in the second and then more in the third. And then you're like, okay, that's it. We're cutting it off. These are the characters. This is the world. Here we go. We'll start the plot after episode three. But to me, they they started the character development from episode one in which, you know, you talked about uh what's her face uh takina who comes to this thing and she's really rigid it was like okay cool this is going to be the total classic hard-ass cop comes into a relaxed situation kind of like uh for the lack of a better example rush hour you have jackie chan who's takina is just like <laughs> fucking like no we must we must do this we must do this or whatever and then takina is just fucking chris tucker just like man relax it's fine go with the flow like it, it's it was a good uh it was a good setting of just like this is what's to be expected like you have this hard-ass person who's just gonna be broken down and have some goddamn fun in her life for once 
So it, it was nice. It was nice that they really kind of set that up well within the first three episodes, as well as introducing other characters into the story fluidly. So I like that, that, I, that was my first take on the three episodes. I really like that comparison with Rush Hour because it does feel like a very much a buddy cop film where you have like two people getting to know each other. But also on top of that, they do have a job, they do have a duty, and then they have like a supervisor that's on them to do a better job to to excel but then we also have like the comedy of that it's an anime and stuff like that magically average what what are your first three episode kind of ideas out there i mean i was hooked after the first episode but i would say that they did a really good job of just giving you enough from the ending of each episode to to string you along um it wasn't a complete overload of information from the beginning, which shows at times tend to do, which can be overwhelming and a little bit unbearable, but they didn't skimp out on details or plot or anything like that in the first three to where you were like, well, nothing's really moving. I think I'm just going to head off to a different anime now and let this one kind of finish out. It was just enough bit by bit that you're starting to kind of put things together and in develop interest in it could have been the characters could have been it could have been the plot it could have been just this the environment that they're in this this different reality or you know it's actually future japan um you know or it could be the just the licorice recoil organization as a whole too understanding more of them that i think no matter who you are and you're watching it you've got something that you can look at and go okay yeah it, it grabbed my interest um, which is why I agree with what Frank said earlier, which is like anyone would should like this show. I mean, it's it's it kind of appeals to a, a large audience, even though it is, you know, a very on, uh, at a surface level, basic action anime. Like there's there's not a lot of layers to it, so to speak, but it's it does have some intricacy and some uh, some you know, in, intri- intriguing bits, I would say, that could grab anyone's attention. So if you're more into the mystery or action or however you want to look at it, I feel like it's going to appeal to you in some way, shape, or form. And I, I think the first three episodes do that pretty well. Yeah, I saw Frank uh, turn his mic on. <laughs> what's, what's your input on that, Frank? Oh, no, I was just turning it on just... I turn it off because, like, anytime I crack my knuckles or something, it picks up. Oh, okay. I've been turning it off and on. Ew, gross. Don't do that. Yeah, I will. He's being polite. Something like that. Just for once in my life. Um, But no, yeah, I, I feel like I've that's pretty much what I have to say about the movie, or the movie, the show, um, is that <laughs> it's it's a solid start. It's really approachable by anybody, if you can get over the fact that secret government agency is run by, you know, teenage girls and a couple adults yeah like you get over the fact that the main characters are you know teenage girls and you've got yourself a really fun time um but i mean to put a well no i guess i can put a score on it at the very end i will we'll yeah we'll do that at the end we'll do that at the end but i i I thoroughly enjoyed it um without saying any other spoilers to the show so drew what do you think i Honestly, I'm I'm the same as Magically Average. I was hooked first episode. I thought it was the right amount of action with a nice 
like I'm not going to say excellent story because it wasn't, but it was a nice story to get me curious about the the next episode. And I think they do like to piggyback on that comment earlier. They do a very good job of hooking you at the end of each episode. They have the the music, the ending theme like startup. So you you kind of prepare that this is the end of the episode. But there's always that that cliffhanger and further in there's a serious incident and they do like such a good hook to be like, what is going to happen? Like, I need to know this. And um, I would I watched up until the 10th episode. I was watching it weekly. And then I watched the last three, like after I had finished airing, but like week to week, this was a very good show to just like constantly bring me back to. Um, even the secondary characters, when we get introduced to like kind of the boss of Liko Rico, uh, Mika, like, you know, he's she calls him sensei, you know, he's probably the father figure, someone who's guided her on this journey of being a pro level assassin. Um, but they don't go into too much. They don't give it all away right then and there. And they did a very good job of giving you cookie crumbs. And then also later in the series, like red herring cookie crumbs with a certain character where they're like, it's ABC. And you're like, okay, cool. And then later on, it's like, absolutely not. We're not even giving you letters at this point. It's like, this person is, is different. So I, I found the twists were, were at least interesting enough or genuine enough that they didn't feel forced. But the the main villain, the green-haired bastard, uh, being this anime's version of, of a Joker kind of was off-putting, but it wasn't done in a way where it was like, I'm not watching the Suicide Squad Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> I'm watching a Joker who has, like, a legitimate reason. He's He has a backstory, and although they don't dive too deep into it, like, we do at least learn more about him. And... He develops decently, not anything to write home about, but. Yeah, his name is uh, Majima, by the way. Um, yeah. The one thing I will add is that I do remember watching episode one and I texted Tyler. I was like, yo, this show is really good. Like, it's very good. And yeah. it's it's funny, like, this was only, this came out last season last, or two weeks ago, we did our review for Call of the Night. And to put, like, I mean, compare apples to oranges in this uh because these are definitely apples to oranges i had fun with both of these shows i rated them both like a nine on mal because i can't do point whatevers but like this is any given day those two shows can go number two three for me for last season like yeah. ranking wise but i just it's it was such a good time if episode one doesn't get you and watch episode two because it's just batshit crazy with the extraction of a character and yeah it's 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 a fun time so i guess we'll put kind of the roadblock here we are going to start discussing spoilers we're going to go further than the first three episodes and just basically talk about everything so if you still want to watch licorous recoil hard stop now i'll give you five seconds four i lied three. i'm giving you three <laughs> anywho so to go further into it like um, I really enjoyed when they started discussing um, who the benefactor to Chisato is because we find out Chisato is very special. She has the first kind of electronic heart. Like it's a fully, yeah, the first was, fully artificial heart. That was really strange. I was just like, okay, interesting concept. We'll continue and see where this goes. Yeah. And they like, they explained that there was a benefactor who did it for her, someone was very gracious to help her and then 
I'll I'll spoil who that was later, but we kind of find out that's part of the reason she's excelled so much as a Ligris. She's got like almost near perfect timing, so she's like monitors human body movement to see like how you're going to shoot and where you're going to shoot. So she's dodging bullets right when she comes up to people, which is super cool. And Takina just kind of sits there going, holy crap. Yeah, I like the explanation of her being able to dodge bullets. It was just like the more accurate you are, like you know where you're going to shoot is when she knows where to dodge. Yeah, like she that, knows where not to be. It was like, okay, that's pretty interesting of a concept. Like I, I enjoy that, but it... It was just sometimes it's just like you have machine guns flying at you, which the like if you're shooting an Uzi, those things are inaccurate as fuck. So it's a little <laughs> kind of just like, can you really dodge all that, you know? But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, kind of the reasonings of why they gave behind the characters, except I did think that the artificial heart was a bit weird but you know i was like you know yeah. what? fuck it this show can go you know any given way and it'll probably still be good because the action scenes are fun and the characters are great and the development of them are good my my one big beef with this show that i just want to get off it, it's just the metal the metal fucking bullshit she shoots rubber bullets that like are non-lethal oh my yeah, god she can shoot through stand. a goddamn car door and like the bullets go through a car door and you're telling me they're not going to go through somebody's fucking head what like they're the episode where they get like ambushed in the park she shoots a like multiple bullets through a car door and fucking they just won't they don't kill anybody else but they can go through fucking metal that that to me was just like okay this is this is what Anybody else? No, just me. No. no, I I was I was here having a fun time. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's because it's anime. That's all you have to say. It's <laughs> anime. I didn't want to burst his bubble that quickly. Yeah, uh, we had a discussion about it on a on a, a previous date, but um, I would say though to some of the plot points that they bring up, while they are fairly tropey and seem you know a, a bit uh, forced at times i would argue that it's really not outside the realm of possibilities with this show i mean they set it up kind of early that this one girl has i mean first off you have an entire organization that has high school girls as mercenaries effectively um and it's a secret government organization that no one knows about and then you have um the opposite side which are the the what are they called? Lady Bells or something? Which is the boy version yeah. of the same organization. And they're like they they kind of have an internal butting of heads constantly, I guess. Um they don't really get into that too much, but they did have a showing at the end of the uh season. And I was like, huh, this is quite interesting. I wish they would have explored this more, but whatever. Um, but you know, the parts with like the the artificial heart the fact that she uh she being uh, chisato can like dodge at an instant like they were making a comment early on about how she like you could be within five feet of her have a gun pointed at her chest and she would still be able to dodge it like you're like mm, that seems a little a little far-fetched but i'll go along with it uh and then you learn more about majima the villain 
and uh, we are already into spoilers, so major spoilers ahead. Uh, the organization that Deshado is a part of, which is the Allen Institute. Um, yeah, well, they're founders of people with special abilities, so they kind of benefit like athletes, geniuses, things like that. Yeah, yeah, because you see it throughout the the season too. Like they'll have the TV on in the cafe, and it'll be like this person won the grand slam for tennis and, and surprise, surprise, they're a, an Allen, a child of Allen, Allen Institute kid, whatever. And they all have the same little owl pendant or it'll be like, this person won a Nobel prize. Shocker. They're an Allen Institute kid. Like you're like, okay, something weird's here. Then you find out just a part of it. And you're like, huh? Okay. That makes sense. Why she's like somewhat, somewhat superhuman at times. And then like one of the big twists is like, Oh, Majima's one but he's a villain like what's going on and you find out that his ability is like he has extremely sensitive hearing so he can basically through his uh, his heightened hearing abilities like can pinpoint people in the dark like, he doesn't need to see he doesn't need to use his eyes um and there's a whole fight with him and chisato in the dark and it was like super cool and well done i was like whoa this is intense it was but, yeah. like but like all that you you look at it and you're like wow this is so over the top and ridiculous but at the very beginning of the show, they established that, yeah, it's it's going to be real goofy at times. Like, some shit's just not going to make sense. A cough, rubber bullets in car door, cough. So, yep. yeah, like, it's it's just, it's going to be like that. So all of those tropey elements seem to almost fit it perfectly. Because you don't want it to be, like, this somewhat realistic thing. You're like, no, I want all the chaos and... And, and ridiculousness like that's what you you sort of set the stage for at the beginning i want that and you know they didn't go over the top thankfully it wasn't like you know one girl's like i'm an allen institute kid and i can turn into a kaiju or like you know it wasn't anything stupid like that it was you know they kept it somewhat grounded in reality ish but it was just enough to where you're like okay this is this is a little this is a little goofy but i really like it because they're they're doing they're doing it well like they're not they're not using it as a crutch. They're really kind of using it as just a base to build everything off of, which is much better. Like if they were to, if they were to use it as a crutch and, and drag this along and be like, what well, this person has this crazy ability. And Oh, by the way, they're related. What? And then, Oh no. Like you just start adding layer and layer and layer Whoa. to the, yeah. If you, if you start doing that, then it's like, okay, now you've sort of jumped the shark, but at least in with licorice recoil, they've, they they early on made it very clear hey this is going to be kind of kind of kind of crazy at times like, this is this is this is not your your ordinary high school girls first off uh because they all have guns but second off because some of them are quite special um as well as other characters that you're going to meet later like they set that pretty early so that's this that's what your ex expectations were set at and they kind of kept it leveled right there from the beginning like, sure, there were twists and turns, but they were all grounded in some sort of background point in in the show where you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that happening. Like, it wasn't every, anything too out of this world where you start going, oh, now they're just stretching. Now, the, now they're just grasping at straws. So I, I think they did a really good job with that. Um, I think that the, all the different plot points that they they bring about are, again kind of kind of ridiculous and over the top but just the right amount of it <laughs> to where you you enjoy it and you're like yeah okay I, I i see where this is going now i like it 
So to add on to that as well, like we in the first, sorry, third episode where we meet Walnut, the hacker, Kurumi, um, using actual like line of sight, they explain stuff like I can't do that because like I can't hack that terminal or I need to do this because I need to be this close. And to to add on to the little bit of like stretching of physics. And again, yes, it's an anime, but they were like sniping these drones perfectly out of the air without looking at them. I thought, OK, maybe, you know, at John Wick level like skills, maybe that is possible. But um, aside from the crazy action and the fantastic like fight scenes i also did enjoy the other half where it was like oh this is also a cafe that functions as a cafe so we have like uh mangaka she comes in does all her weekly work there you have a a journalist who's in there writing up her stories like you have a a detective who's about to retire he just likes to play board games and you have like this whole little community that i thought was very cute and wholesome and then aside from that we get introduced to like them actually making drinks and desserts and stuff and the poo shaped pudding that everyone keeps ordering and it's going to run them out of business because it costs more than make than they can sell it because Chisato is crazy. But having that extra little, like a very, very, very thin slice of life added to this really made me appreciate more of what they were doing because aside from like Chisato trying to find out who, gave her her heart and who's her benefactor like you she also has a reason to fight she wants to make sure that those people can keep coming back to her cafe and having a good time and then inside of that we realize as every i guess they're not they're they're like dual protagonists like um her and takina so like takina we start she starts coming out of her shell because she's like the the badass that has no friends kind of person, but she slowly starts like connecting with Chisato. They go to like a spend a whole day together because she realizes uh, Takina doesn't have any like fun clothes. She only has like cafe and licorice clothes. So they do a whole shopping thing. They, they spend the day having fun together and they do this big stupid selfie in front of the, the fish tank where she does like, I forget what she does, but she puts like a fin on her head and like dances. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, like, I actually laughed out loud when it happened, so, and that's very rare for me to, like, chuckle out loud during an anime, because most of the time I'm just like, oh, this is fun, and I enjoy this. Um, But to have have that connection, and for them to have, like, again, a second plot line where it's like, oh, these two actually want to be friends. They actually want to, like, enjoy each other's company. They're not just like, you're my partner, I'm your boss, like, let's go shoot stuff. And I thought that was very endearing. Yeah, I think the there was a moment though that I I do remember that I laughed out loud uh was at the end of one of the episodes. I don't remember which. I'd probably have to look it up. When there is it's pretty early on. I think it's like maybe 4 or 5, but um when they start living together and they do rock paper scissors for chores and oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until, you know, Takina loses every game and she's like, "What in the ever living fuck?" And that's when she's told, like, hey, her reflexes, she can tell what you're going to throw. So what you have to do is distract her. And the end of the episode, it's like, hey, let's play rock, paper, scissors to see who's doing this or that. And she fucking just, like, scares the shit out of her before throwing. And she wins her first game of rock, paper, scissors. Like, that made me laugh out loud. But I was like, hell yeah. That's that's some good shit right there. That's a good callback to this episode. 
Like that's she a does good a little, way her little like yeah, dance. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, is so cute when she does that. Um, like they also have like there's like her character development of just her opening up a bit more. It's like cool. You're gonna play games with me and also cheat at them. I'm gonna play games with you and fuck with you as well. Like it's like her finally opening up, and I I really enjoyed that. I, I like seeing the because they show it a couple times. They show like the chore sheet, and then it's like Takina Chisato, Takina Chisato. She's like, "Well, I shouldn't be on there four times a week, and you only be on there three. She's like, "Okay, well then, let's rock paper scissors for it." That whole thing happens, and it, that's that whole episode. But I also really enjoyed when Chisato like takes the day off. Uh, I think it's for the episode where she has to go get a physical at DA and we see her apartment and I actually froze. Well, I froze. I paused the the screen uh, to see all the fake movies they had. And it was like knockoffs of Die Hard, knockoffs of the Matrix, knockoffs of the Expendables. And it was just great to know that, like, again, this is a John Wick level show saying that all this girl who has perfect reflexes watches is action movies because like that's what she loves. And she's like fully into them and. I believe, is it the hacker and Majima calls her and asks her to watch them? I'm not sure. Someone wants, I can't remember, I'm, I should have wrote notes for each episode, but someone like actually discusses the movie choices with her and she's like pleasantly surprised. She's like, but no, I got like, this has to be serious. I'm in a serious situation. It was Majima. Yeah, it was Majima. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because he, he finds, because she has a, so her apartment's set up where the apartment above her is her decoy apartment because it keeps getting broken into and people tre- keep trying to kill her. So she has like a secret staircase down to a basement like apartment and right under it. But he finds obviously both. Yeah, um, the movie bit thing that also got me. I thought about pausing it, but I was just like, you know, what? I just want to watch the episode. I'm, I think I was pressed for time. So it was just like maybe another time and I never went back, but. I remember seeing it. I was just like, yeah, that's that's that sounds about right. This is this yeah. is excellent. Die Hard was like die good or something. I can't remember, but it was it was well oh, done. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on is like because I'm I'm also detouring into like subplots and secondary things about the show. Um, having and and this is going to be spoilers as to who her benefactor is. We find out one of the people that keeps showing up to Yoshi. help her out. Yeah, is Yoshi Shinji. Um, he is literally the guy at the Allen Institute. And he's been helping her, doing a bunch of stuff for her to kind of build her into the perfect assassin. But when we start finding out more that like him and Mika were like a thing, literally, before this all happened, and they used to be more than just partners, yes. Um but the fact that the show blended that in nicely, it didn't like slap us in the face and announce it. They ha- obviously have strife between them. Mika doesn't Mika being Chisato sensei doesn't like kind of agree with where Shinji's pushing her and just kind of wants her to live her own life. And he's like, Nope, you promised me you'd make her into a perfect assassin. I'm here to collect all my debt. And they have words and shit goes down. And then this leads us into Majima, not only just, trying to pull the Likras out and prove they are who they say they are, because that's kind of his goal is to just kind of expose and create chaos. But then we start learning he's being kind of pushed and funded by Yoshi as well to kind of make Chisato into that hitman. And like, that's a wild three episodes of chaos and learning that Chisato 
doesn't want to be that. She wants to like she wants to thank him, but she can't thank him in the way he wants her to. And it's the whole spiderweb of anime subplots, which, again, this show does such a great job of not beating you down and saying, like, you are going to enjoy this girl killing people. It's like, no, like she's doing it because she has to. And well, she doesn't actually kill anyone. She uses the rubber bullets and are they like rubber clay? I don't know. They were rubber bullets, and then they like dissipated into like a red mist. I don't know exactly the, the cocaine. Sure, I mean, it's red cocaine. I mean, Walter White had blue fucking crystal. All right, let's move this so, along. Let's move this right, along. Fine. I don't know. Um, then you move to what along. you were. I I will, I will, let me do it, Frank. Um, I will say to to what you were getting at, Drew. I thoroughly enjoyed the twist and turns and i think the what the show did the best at throughout the entirety of this the season was let you come up with your own theories and hypotheses and for like the first layer most people kind of guess things right like everyone like i don't know i shouldn't say everyone but when i was watching it i was like okay yoshi this guy he, I, he's probably some person in the allen institute if not the person you know the, the leader or whoever's going to be running it it's him it's this is this guy i could you could kind of tell early on that that's what they were getting at you're like okay got that that's that's point number one uh another another little mystery early on too was um this this villain guy he's getting funded by someone uh you just don't know who and the mystery was like figuring out who it was. And you're like, maybe he's working solo, but but someone's probably helping him. And then as the season progressed, it was like every single mystery had just so many layers to it. So it wasn't like Yoshi was running the Allen Institute. It was that he also funded Majima's base plot to, to become like a terrorist <laughs> effectively. And then beyond that, it was, this is all because he wants Chisato to be like a world-class assassin. Oh, and then also to that, the only reason that he saved her and gave her the artificial heart, yes, it was him that gave him the art, gave her the artificial heart was because he wanted to be she he wanted her to be an assassin. And then when it turned out that she kind of refuses by executing people in a non-lethal way, uh he then sabotaged her and had her heart malfunction so that way she only had a couple months left to live. Like, it was, like, just kept going deeper and deeper, and it was to the point where you couldn't... There was no way anyone could have guessed even two layers down. Like, you could get... You could, you got enough to where it was like, yeah, I feel proud of myself for figuring this one piece of the plot out, and then things just kept steamrolling. You're like, fuck, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> and then it just kept continuing on. You're like, God, I... What is... No, I don't... Okay. Like every single bit of the plot had just a number of layers to it. It wasn't like a situation where one mystery evolved into another mystery that's completely separated and they just sort of like willy nilly connecting together. Like, yeah, you, you, you can see the relationship, right? You're like, no, of course not. L Licorice was, we're going to give you everything at a surface, you know, kind of bird's eye view. You can peer down, you can see everything as is, you can make your own assumptions, whatever. And then we're going to start drilling deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until the point where you're like, oh my gosh, this is intricate and a little chaotic, but it makes sense. Like it's all kind of related. 
again, there's tropey elements to it always. And they dealt with them, you know, pretty well for the most part. And thankfully, I don't think it sort of detracted from the overall experience. But I will say, though, that some pieces I think were left probably could have been left out just for like and not really necessary uh only because i asked more questions at the end than anything like the relationship between uh mika and uh yoshi i was like huh okay like interesting and then it was like the ending he just like kills him and i'm like oh. yeah caps him <laughs> all right well there goes that <laughs> not much backstory left there huh so just the there's some no and like it, there's also other there's these uh, other girls in the licorice organization um fuki harukawa who is a former team member of chisados that we kind of eventually learn about but was um the person that was on takina's team before and like her relationship with chisado is kind of awkward at times and you kind of want to learn more about that but they don't get into that so you're like mm, okay we'll just leave it as is so like there were some pieces that i feel like they added in to fill the holes and then could have expanded on it and i think would have made for an interesting piece to the plot but left it be thankfully it didn't affect it so much but there's there was a lot left to there that they could have done with i think that's really my only issue with the show is that no, there was there's plenty for them to draw from, but you know, they stuck to the one, the main pieces, the main fleshy bits of the show, and decided, yeah, we're just gonna go with this and we're gonna keep going layer upon layer deeper, deeper into this giant web of chaoticness. What do you guys think of like the ending and how after, you know, Chisada's heart gets fried and, you know, they're like, we have another heart, but now it's inside the guy from the Allen Institute. And you're like, crap, it's inside Yoshi. It's just, they think that Yoshi has it, but little do they know it's inside him. Like, with that whole thing and then the face-off between, um, or with Majima, like, what did you guys think of that ending? Because the ending, to me, it was fine. I thought the whole subplot of the heart was still just really bizarre that is just like all right well you refuse to kill people but if you want you're you know if you want to live you have to kill me essentially and take the heart out of my goddamn chest and replace yours like to me that was just kind of like i get it like he's trying to make her a killer and maybe if he she kills him she will continue to kill other people after but it just it felt so out of left field it felt kind of just strange to me. I don't know. See, to to me, it didn't feel that that you know far fetched at all, really. Because again, it was one of those things where they introduced it pretty pretty early on, right? Like episode, what is it, five or six, where the she Chisato has her physical. That's when I think she shows talking. Now she's like, yeah, like, you know, do you feel my heartbeat? <laughs> nope. It's because it's a robot. Um, and then it's like, okay, cool. And then you go into the little backstory about how she had a degenerative heart disease and she was the first in line to have this, this heart transplant. And you're like, oh, cool. And then tied to that was the agreement between Yoshi and Mika, which we didn't learn about till later, which is, yeah, I'm saving her, but she better be a fucking assassin because I am not letting these skills go to waste and I can end her life like that. Like, I, I don't care. 
Like if she's she's either an assassin or she's useless to me. So y- yes, they use the heart almost exclusively as the like tipping mechanism, so to speak, for Chisato transitioning from the I'm doing everything in a non-lethal way because you know it's who am I to be the the decider of who lives and who dies to no I'm just gonna be a cold heart killer because uh, I don't give a fuck also because I'm a badass like it, the whole idea was that they're gonna use the heart to be that sort of main piece to figuring out the puzzle of will she actually stay in the non-lethal realm and and go with the more humanitarian approach in her <laughs> profession or is she going to go full-blown assassin like yoshi wanted and it went so far to say like he went so far as to go i you either choose you die or i die if you die you die knowing that you gave up your entire life moving forward this incredible skill so much potential just because of some stupid personal vendetta against killing people or you rip the heart out of me fucking mortal Kombat style you shove it in your own chest and you go on kill people for a living choose so i mean it's a little extreme sure (laughs) i'll give you that but they set the stage early enough to where you go okay cool i like how they're doing it i i I enjoy this piece right because and especially with the whole fight with uh, majima too it's it sort of sets the stage of like everything that had gone down was for the sake of trying to tra- like, trying to change Chisato from you know her non-violent ways to the the killer that Yoshi wanted her to be, right? So how do you do that? Well, you create this villain that has no cares for anyone else, that only wants to see the world burn, and make her come to the decision that. I, I, I have to do something. He's just going to keep showing up. Like, he's just going to keep going about his ways. Well, how do I do that? Well, you have this person who is a part of the Institute who exactly, like, want, exactly knows how to do it. Fun this other crazy, I can hear shit from a mile away and, and, and pin drop two meters below me, dude, to go and fight her and battle it out and make her change. And then it's not until the very end of that fight where he, she realizes, oh, shit, it was just fireworks this whole goddamn time I was set up. Fireworks like, was everything weird, was built to everything was built for her to eventually become an assassin from the very beginning. And it's not until the tail end that you start kind of putting everything together and going, holy crap, this was this was their, the main focus from the start. And I had no idea. Like, you had no clue, right? You didn't know Yoshi's motives. You didn't know Makima's, or excuse me, not Makima, Mika's involvement. You didn't know much about Yoshi until the end either and what his agenda was. Like, it wasn't until the very end where everything started to come together and you you sort of reflect back and go, oh, shit, they did kind of set the stage for all this, huh? Didn't they? Wow. Good job. Like they did. They yeah. did a really good job doing that. I think it was one of the more like complete endings that we have to a season because they obviously set stuff up in place for a second season, which I do hope we get. And I hope it's like the same vibe, not the same shit. But having that build up and being in the in the seat of like 
wait, this means that, and this was this? Like, discovering that along the way, rather than, like, a lot of shows all, like, try and plot map stuff and try and, like, figure, like, kind of spoil stuff for myself. But this one, I was just along for the ride for the most of it, and I, I found that last fight was very entertaining, and at points... I did think I'm like, are they going to kill her? Is she going to get like, maybe she gets severely wounded and they cloud strife her where she's unconscious for the second season, whatever that might be. Um, they put her in an egg like fucking Sora or whatever. Yeah. Your memories Hearts aren't style. your memories. They're implanted memories. And you got to find oh the key to Kingdom Hearts. Oh um, but at, like <laughs> for all that to say, like minus steel, like another part about Frank's rant about metal um, how did Takina get down and get that bag on that steel beam? Magic. Right? So Dang. anyways, but to to kind of like summarize and go into final thoughts, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this, and this is going to be one of those shows that I do recommend if people just want to sit down, you know what, binge, have a great time, and just kind of see something different because a lot of the times we're treated to like a cowboy bebop type show where there's a lot of build-up action a lot of plot action and then just kind of you're you're left to figure out the pieces whereas the show does a very nice job of not railroad to borrow a term railroading um doesn't drive you to an answer it kind of gives you the puzzle pieces and you're there to put them together and even if you think you're putting them together the right way the show goes aha it's not like that So I'll move over to Frank, your final thoughts. Um, I think that this is, the show is a solid like eight and a half, eight to seven, like 8.75. Yeah, um, that's where I was landing. I, I really, enjoy, like I said at the top of the show, I really enjoyed this show for what it was. It was turn your brain off fun. The twists and story were, while they were good, they were solid. Like you guys summed it up pretty well. There wasn't really much for me to add there, which is why I didn't add much to it um the plot itself was fine like it was good it had its twists it had its turns it was good but um the character development is what really hooked me and and sold me on the show because once i saw that it was a buddy cop movie and just an asinine world like just a ridiculous world i was like yep i'm in this is great i i'm super excited for this and just it was a good time i i was I was hooked from the ep the first episode, and I was I was very pleased with the ending. The ending it, it hit on the cylinders I wanted it to. It left it open for hey, if you want more, there's more because we still don't know much about the Allen Institute. Um, so like, if they want to do a second season, I don't think it's necessary. But you know, if they do it, great. If they don't, you know what? I had my I had my fun with this. Magically average. I will go with my rating that I had in my head before Frank said his, which is I'd give it an 8.7. And to try not to repeat too much of what's already been said, if you, if you like turning your brain off on shows and just watching it for what it is, this is the show for you. If you like watching a show and finding out the mysteries behind characters and the plot, this show is for you. If you like a show that can drag you along to the very end until they finally reveal what it's what's been the case from the entire start this is the show for you like 
no matter how you look at the show, what you know, whether your your focus for what you deem to be a good anime is the animation, the characters, the plot, the the mysteries that bring you about, you know, what what can what pulls you in episode to episode, this show hits on it at almost every point throughout the season to where really no one should go into an episode and go, man, I, I, that was really lackluster. You know, that didn't live up to par with my expectations. Like at every point in the, when I was watching, I was feeling like, yeah, I, I think this is for everyone. Like no matter how you, you look at it, how you watch it, I think you can enjoy it for what it's worth. Um, again, to, to bring up, Keanu Reeves and John Wick, like those movies are a great way, you know, a great time for you to just hop on the couch, big bag of popcorn, two liter pop, and just turn your brain off and watch away. Like there's not much behind it. This is the same type of show too. You can binge it, no thought behind those eyes, doesn't matter. You just are watching it because of the pretty colors and all the action stuff. And then if you like, well, I actually kind of like that, but I didn't see all the different little twists that were coming about you can go back and start looking more diligently and going oh they they kind of peaked this or, or you're snuck this in here or oh they they started to hint at this at this point like it's enjoyable no matter how you look at it no matter who you are what type of viewer anime viewer you are this show is a fun ride from the start to the very end all right. So with that, I, I I'm going to agree. And just because I didn't put a number on it, I was a hard 8.5 moving up towards a nine. So that's where I'm going to rest. But I want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you have suggestions on what we should watch next, please send them our way by giving us a tweet at Bakako podcast uh, on Twitter. You can also look for us uh, through our link tree there and find what else uh, find where else you can listen to us. We also want to give a huge shout out to Akano from SoundCloud for our intro song. And until next time, keep being awesome.